0: for a Thursday here. It's Thursday. Everything's turned on. Oh, hey, look at that. I hit the button and I didn't even have the queue up there. Usually, (laughs) usually I have that up there, but, uh, you know, that's how we start it. But here it is. Welcome to bid nerds, everyone. Uh, we're technical dorks. Uh, this is your daily nerd on the most interesting cars on cars and bids and bring a trailer. My name is John Polnick. I'm your host coming from coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada, along with my partner, Michael Deeb, who is coming to us from San Francisco. There he is. Hello, Michael Deeb, how are you this morning? Good morning, JP. What's happening? You know, uh, we're just doing some bid nerds. Uh, You know, what we do here is we talk about cars that we like on Cars and Bids and bring a trailer and sometimes some other auction sites. Uh, We tell you, the audience, uh, what we think of those cars, and then we wait for you guys to tell us what you think of those cars. And then on top of that... We make predictions as to what these cars will actually sell for uh, when they hit the auction block just hours from now. Uh, mm. So, yeah, you know, we keep track of our scores, too, huh?
1: I don't think we should anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Are we
0: getting rid of that part of the show? All right. <laughs> that's a, yeah, I mean, nobody cares. That's legit. that's a legit... Uh, <laughs> Well, so yesterday, you know, uh, we look, our predictions are this is not precise science. Um, (laughs) It was yesterday. It was yesterday. (laughs) It felt pretty good yesterday. You know, it's like we, we guess it's look these cars the value of cars is const, are constantly fluctuating right uh, especially used cars and classic cars and enthusiast cars like the ones we pay attention to on these auction sites and one thing you know we we could put our, it'd be interesting if we predicted uh, at the like day a week ahead of time you know the cars come out a week ahead of time when they hit the auction site so if we you know 7 days out if we put our predictions there it'd be a much different game than what we do we predict the day day of the auction so we can kind of read the tea leaves we can <laughs> read the room but that's part of the fun right because yeah you don't know <clears throat> even even no. doing it the day of it's still pretty hard because the prices can just be weird sometimes sometimes the platforms are weird sometimes there's goofy comments going on i mean you just golly so we kind of play prices right michael deeb goes first and a lot of people think that's the easier way and it probably is Uh, i'm sorry the harder way (laughs) uh but because i can then just bet the over or under um
1: and jp you guessed yesterday you guessed on the right side of me each time but it was more than that because at the end of the day, on the Porsche, you got a Yahtzee, which means you guessed exactly what that car was going to sell for. The so you is, did not just get lucky all day. You were, yeah. you were on. You were absolutely on yesterday.
0: There's also the whole... Like, I can't tell you how many times you pick a... You know, when you go first, then you take what the number I was going to take. And I'm like, gosh, right. well, now what do I do? You know, then yeah. I have to go on the fly. Uh, then I have to have some coffee. So while I'm drinking <laughs> some coffee, why don't we talk about the cars uh, that... Uh, that uh, we talked about yesterday and yeah yeah well hold on before we get to that uh i will say that you probably clicked on this uh on this video because you want to see about this delorean coming up on cars and Bits. oh yeah yeah yeah. That's that right. is really cool it's going to come up after we do uh after we talk about yesterday's predictions that'll be the first car we talk about so yeah uh you guys that- can see the links to all these cars in the uh the you know section below anyways go ahead
1: I thought the DeLorean would be an interesting car to review because a couple of weeks ago, JP, we reviewed a DeLorean that previously belonged to Johnny Carson. And it Mm. was either you or one of our audience informed us that Johnny Carson was one of the major investors for DeLorean. And so while I understood in the ad that the car was a corporate gift to Carson, I thought it was from NBC Studios, not from DeLorean himself. Mm. So that car was technically a brass hat. And as such, JP, you remember that car went for like $125,000 yeah. or in that neighborhood where DeLoreans don't normally pick that, uh, bring that kind of money. So I thought this would be an interesting car for us to review because it's just a regular, slightly used DeLorean. And we could kind of take the temperature on the market for DeLoreans as they stand today. All so. y'all
0: in the o- audience right now watching this, this is, uh, this is Michael Deeb. Um, he's trying to avoid yesterday. He's trying oh, yeah. to avoid oh, talking yeah. about yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday was we. Oh, talked we already yesterday. talked about it. We just went by. We just. Yeah, we by? Oh, it was just, we oh yeah. You did, right did. better, yeah. and see you later. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. I, usually, I we, we really... actually talk about the cars.
1: Oh man! Man, geez. see where we were.
0: People are here. People want the information
1: unrelenting to the senses all right let's so yesterday we had a really interesting eclectic group of of i would say reasonably priced cars these are all very attainable cars to most Mm -hmm. of our audience um starting with the porsche 951 on bring a trailer this was a modified car and jp i don't know if you saw my email this car sold on hemming's auction platform in may of last year for over fifteen thousand dollars so uh, unless the guy lived in the same state as where this car was purchased he had to spend some money to get it home and probably spent a little bit of money on the car since he's owned it and then he went and tried to flip it on bring a trailer and jp i have to scratch my head and wonder if he had painted the uh, spoilers uh black would this car have had more curb appeal than uh this sort of boy racer 80s looking thing that he sold the car sold for twenty thousand dollars. JP guessed correctly at twenty and got the Yahtzee. I was over Yahtzee. at twenty-three, so that was a fantastic take by you. Um, but man, talk about a hard way to make five thousand dollars. If he made any money at all, it's really an interesting situation to see a car turn twice in such a short period of time. Well,
0: uh, moving- I mean, I don't know. I mean, look at yeah. look. It's like how. A flight to wherever he was. Where did it sell from in Hemmings? Do you? I mean, I don't remember. I don't okay, remember. Okay, worst case it, yeah. scenario, a flight was like five or six hundred bucks, right? And then okay, he, so he yep. flies down, gets the car. I mean, it was May, so that's spring. What a perfect time to take a road trip in a Turbo 944. I mean, hell yeah, I'd do that any day of the week. That sounds awesome. Go get the car. Maybe you've got a night or two in hotels, maybe three. So call it a grand to have a really cool road trip and then drive this car um, all season. Maybe love on it a little bit, clean it up, sit it in the garage. And then, uh, you know, six months later, throw it up and bring a trailer and he makes and three make or four grand at least I, I, yeah I think that's, I, i'm down I think with that,
1: that really yeah. 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 so i think that's what happened there uh, very interesting to see that car move twice um yeah. and uh, and well done by you you nailed it at two grand that was a great take um,
0: those wheels cars, i love those wheels
1: on cars and bids we also looked at a 2001 bmw 740 isle uh super super nice car back in the period uh but JP said it's been pretty well documented that these cars have not aged well and they are prone to some niggling mechanical issues uh that being said this car had reasonable miles but cosmetically was not a a very well preserved example um I still believed in the car because I remember how hot they were back in period I thought this car would easily bring ten thousand dollars you conservatively bet under me at ninety five hundred, and this car sold at eight thousand one hundred dollars, I say, still in my heart, I think that's really well bought, um, unless it's just a complete roach mechanically, and and you know it gets stuck with three four thousand dollars in repair costs.
0: I, I gotta disagree. I, I mean, I think that the um, the car look, you know, I bet under you, and I bet a little closer to your bet just from a you know just from a prices right kind of point of view. But yeah. if I really had to give a hard blind number, I would have been like seven thousand bucks i mean this yeah. thing these it's, there's a million of them <clears throat> they're they're yeah, everywhere they um i and don't get me wrong i like them i actually think they're one of the the coolest looking sedans of all time um yeah but because they are they are overly complex and uh and they got a lot of plastic bits in the engine and it's well documented how Problematic they can be um, in a very kind of like hand grenade in the engine kind of way, not like okay the coolant tubes, you know, expansion tank <laughs> broke so you got to replace it. We're talking like engines gone kind of deal. Um, but
1: see, see, listen, on this exact platform, they made a 750 IL with a V12, and I yeah. would expect those <laughs> right? cars. I would expect those cars to bring extremely soft numbers but mm. a 70,000 mile 740iL I would I I would think that that car especially just 70,000 miles in, in 20 years I would think that that car would still have some value in the teens the fact that it's sold for 8,000 just seems like they're a screaming bargain unless they're just total piles of junk all these years later which is what you're kind of alluding to mm. so it, an education for me to see how soft those cars are and maybe a tiny bit of buyer beware so there you go that's a great bid nerd take to to kind of learn about those vehicles because i i certainly would have assumed otherwise
0: there are absolutely people who disagree with me and love 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 those cars but clearly the prices are what they are and i think that's just because there's a lot of them yeah
1: well you you were spot on on that one okay the probably the most interesting car of the day not our star car but the interesting car was this 2001 Kuvali mangusta um, super interesting car in that these cars were designed by di Tommaso as their new uh sports car but had trouble being imported into the united states uh Cuvali, a, a luxury car dealer in san francisco uh was the white knight to save this um uh to save these cars from either being exported or or thrown in the scrap heap and helped to federalize them and sell them in the united states uh, they're very rare. They employ Mustang Cobra motor, uh, Brembo brakes, and Tierra wheels, um, Marcelo Gandini uh, design, a uh, neat car with three different tops, full convertible, a bolt-in-place uh, Targa rear window and crossbar, or you can put the Targa in place and make the car a coupe. Super unique, but, uh, JP, I would agree with you, as much as it pains me to, to hate on a on a, on a sort of boutique Italian car. This thing is ungainly from just about every angle. Mm-hmm. Um try as they may, these cars were not pretty. Um and they were not commercially successful at all. Cuvalli was the white knight, but I don't I'm not sure that he ever got his investment back by selling these cars. Um I guessed 30, you guessed 31 and our 10,000 mile example which I think was out of like Texas or something. Brought a whopping $35,250, which I would just say off the cuff is probably one of the highest price paid for one of those in the last five years. So, um, anyways, uh, there you go. Kuvali Mangusa, perhaps a future collectible, JP, despite our not being terribly impressed with it.
0: Yeah, another um, one of us like it, but, uh, you know, and I bet the over and again, uh, once again, not necessarily. Not- because i really believed in the car and you know want one or think that p- it's just it's reading the room and reading these these auction platforms yeah. and there was a lot of ac- there was a surprising there was of action there was. on the car yeah, yes
1: several, several couple dozen bids when we were looking at it with several hours to go mm-hmm. and then that car obviously had a late rally because it ran right past our bids and on up to 35,000 so congratulations to the seller uh the biggest I'm digging I'm, I'm be-
0: digging I'm digging that the uh, the Tesla Roadster Absolutely. in the background on <laughs> this one <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) that's way more interesting it's like are we selling that
1: (laughs) this guy's got taste for sure this guy's got taste for sure eclectic um we we may look at um a tesla roaster later in the week if we Mm -hmm. have time uh which would be really cool um perhaps the most surprising one to me today was the 1995 mercedes-benz c36 uh this was like a 60,000 mile car triple black beautiful the first amg model that mercedes built after acquiring amg and making them a substantial a uh, uh, company uh, this car was in really nice condition and i thought this might be one that would have really nice late rally because i haven't seen one in this nice a condition or with this low of miles in many years uh thomas Kopeck from god and porsche is dying to buy one of these things someday if his wife mm. will ever let him uh, <laughs> so there you go shout out to thomas um I said 22, which was way – I know you were thinking in the high teens or mid-teens of this car, but I'm certain that my bid pulled your bid up to 20. This car sold for a depressing $16,750. JP, I got to tell you, my wife would have killed me. But I would have loved to purchase this car and had it at my daily driver. As we looked to move back to Vegas, I think this would be a fabulous car to drive around uh, on a day to day. This is, I mean, less than seventeen grand for this
0: thing. What a car! Yeah. Wow. it's so funny that a C class and give you know now we're not talking about just a normal C class here. Obviously, this is the AMG C class with all the whiz bang of it. Uh, it's still a C class of the same era as that seven forty um, BMW yeah. that we were just talking. Talking about, and yeah. uh, you know, which was the top of the line basically for BMW at the time in the same era. And uh, you and I are all over this Mercedes. We'd way rather have the C, little C Class here than that right. uh, BMW. I, at least I'm, I'm well, speaking for you, but.
1: Think about this, though, like, JP, uh, the, the early 90s and mid-90s Porsches have mm. all gone through the roof, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess you could say 993s are still a tiny bit soft from mm. the depression of the market over the last three or four years. Uh, but 964s, the early 90s. Um, those cars have flown through the roof. I mean, they are almost unattainable to the everyday person. So this, as an alternate, as an, as an era car, uh, a Radwood car, something from that generation when we were in our young 20s and getting our footing in life as as independent people from our family. Uh, this car was just, you know, fantasy to me that I could ever have uh, a C-Class uh, C30. Yet now they're, you know, less than a Volkswagen Golf or a Honda Civic. That's crazy.
0: Now, if you had a two-car garage and you're doing the uh, DWA driver's uh, two-car solution game that they always play, shout out to our friends (laughs) at Driving Well Awesome, DWA, uh, Lane and all the boys over there, um, you know, they would say, hey, you have a two-car garage and you can only put two Mercedes in it. How badass would it be to have that C36 and your 190 uh oh, Cosworth next to one very, another. that would cool. be the perfect two car solution cool. right there if you had to be in the Mercedes so, game
1: I, I will tell you uh I lived in the same apartment building as my father when I was in my late 20s and I had a 190 that's a that's six. a way of
0: saying uh I lived in my dad's house with my dad I did I yeah I know I
1: know it sounds like it, it sounds like it but it, it's not the case I did pay my own rent but anyway I had a 190e and he had a 500E, and they were both the blue Schwartz. Uh, uh, and we parked the car side by side in the garage of the building. And I have to tell you, it was very cool. Very Obvious cool. joke said cars. on a
0: regular basis, your Schwartz is as big as mine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. May, or may the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> All <laughs> right, work. so uh, the last car of the day was uh, maybe the coolest car of the day, the 1973 Citroen SM. Uh, I think we um, converted another non-believer to – the citroen or the french car revolution and that is john polnick who absolutely uh loved this car after taking a closer look the interior got him going Uh, I think the Exotica uh, made you take a second look at it. Um, Certainly a car you don't see every day in the United States. This one um, was a collaboration between Citroën and Maserati uh, in the early 70s after Citroën acquired Maserati for a period of time in the late 60s. This car used a 3-liter V6 um, and air suspension, and they were just really cool. Uh, They hold their value pretty well. Um, If this car were nicer cosmetically, this would have easily been a $40,000, $50,000 car. Ours had low miles but some unreasonable wear and tear on the interior. I guess 23, JP guessed 24. The car sold for $25,987, making it, yes, if you're scoring this at home, JP got a complete bid nerds wash yesterday and won all five of the auctions, including the Yahtzee on the Porsche 951 that my friends is an ass whooping there you go Congratulations! somebody send JB. me
0: a gold star look yeah. this, this Citroen is so cool yes um, you know it's not that I didn't like them I just it was like wow really looking at it going uh, it, it surprises me how much I like them and particularly yeah. this two door I mean I, I, you know you've seen the four doors around they're in all the old right. movies and stuff like that but seeing this two door one is just getting me going I, I this is certainly not a car that would be on the top of any collector list right it's not like okay uh you know i have you know a little bit of room i've got room for three or four cars in a in my garage or whatever um and uh you know this one is definitely i'm I'm getting a citroen you know the first car is a 911 the first car or i gotta get that first ferrari or i gotta get something right Yeah. yeah whatever it is that you're into um But when you have those three, four, five cars that you've always wanted and then you get a little bit more space, this is one of those cars that you're like, hmm, I need to carve out a little bit more room because uh, I want this, you know, it, it's yeah. like, it's again, it's not something that anyone's looking for. Uh, well, maybe there probably is someone that's looking for one of these, but for the most part, car collectors don't know what this is. This is the kind of thing you come across, you're into cars, you ha- you just got rid of a, uh, you just sold that 914 project that you uh, know that you're never going to complete. And you come across this, you're like, man, I could, I could wedge this in between the, uh, the, the 355 and the, and the 911. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, I really want one, but it's, probably not gonna happen because i don't have that much space
1: outside of a frenchman i don't know who would have this on their you know shortlist at yeah, all like mean, yeah. it really is an obscure car um but by all accounts they are fabulous driving cars uh down the road if not uh they might not be you know the angel's crest weapon of choice yeah. um but but as a cars and coffee or a boulevard cruiser um that'd be a fun car to have on you know like a, a vintage rally yeah uh, there you go
0: Hey, Mike, so, before we get to the cars today, which we're really excited about, everybody wants to hear about this DeLorean. Can you turn your audio up just a quarter sure. smidge? Sorry, guys. Maybe it's that uh, the espresso that my lovely wife has uh, delivered to me, but um, getting a little jacked Te- up here. Testing, testing one, two. Does that sound a little bit better? Hmm. We're going to go with it. Nobody wants to hear our um, technical yeah. jargon. Uh, let's move on to the DeLorean. What do we got here? Let's talk about this thing. Look at this. Okay.
1: So on – where is this car? This car is on Cars and Bids Mm -hmm. out of Torrance, California, is a 1981 DeLorean uh, DMC-12. Five-speed manual, largely unmodified, just 28,000 miles. uh, Super cool, no-nonsense, regular used car condition. Uh, JP, there's a photo that comes in early from the interior. The dashboard was signed by Christopher Lloyd. That is the gentleman that played (laughs) – Doc in Doc Back to the Future. Yeah, Doc Brown. look at that. The back the future. How's huh. that for a cool interior accessory? Christopher Lloyd's autograph across the dashboard. I think that is a very, very cool touch. Um, this is a no-nonsense car, JP. Uh, the glove box, uh, iBox springs um, that make it kind of like Euro spec ride height, a battery cutoff switch, Um uh later door locks and keys and uh they changed the rearview mirror other than that this car is bone stock low miles no nonsense you just don't see them very often uh they employed a uninspiring 2.8 liter v6 but the rear wheel drive mid-engine manual transmission the louvers uh the sort of bare steel or aluminum panels uh really did give this car a futuristic look and um You know, they're a footnote in history because DeLorean got in trouble for all the money he didn't have. Um, I think he went out and tried to make a drug deal to help fund his company. I think his heart was in the wrong place, but his brain got him in the way. Uh, He wound up being run off to jail. And this car company was stillborn and never went any further. Um, But the movie made this car an icon. And again, uh, in the same breath, JP, that you speak of that Citroen, uh, this wouldn't be a car that's on anybody's shortlist. But if you were trying to round out a very interesting collection of cars, I would imagine as an American as a kid our age, a DeLorean might be on your second or third level of car collecting. If you really rounded out your car to include more than a dozen vehicles, I could see a DeLorean being put away for a long time and and easily being speculated on by somebody who thinks these are going to be $150,000 cars someday, which they may.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, yes, they have the Gen X appeal because we grew up with, uh, with uh, you know, the movie uh, Back to the Future, but, you know, clearly what's the movie? Uh, Ready Player One, it, oh, you know, yeah. the car That's was so awesome. as iconic there as That's well, so, so a whole cool. new generation being introduced to the car if they hadn't seen it already in old movies that their parents watch. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, these cars, the weird thing is parts are very available. The the There's a guy in the Midwest that somehow, that got all the original, uh, you know, you know, parts uh, for them and has them in a warehouse. And so you can actually get them. Um, But you know, like most cars that people collect, uh, they want them original. And I got to tell you, this is a car that um, there's a few people that have done some, you know, LS swaps and stuff like that for this thing. And this is a car that would, you just don't want original. I would way rather have a fully modded one because, you know, Doc Brown and, and Michael J Fox trying to get to 88 miles per hour, you know, Marty McFly had, you know, what is it, you know, Fast and the Furious, they're they're known for the silly, you know, quarter-mile races that take four minutes. They have a long scene yep. where they're shifting 14 times and stuff like that, right. you know, movie-type right. stuff. But in Back to the Future, when it's taking them, um, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes in the <laughs> movie to get to 88 miles an hour, they're not joking. That's how long yeah. it takes one of these to get there. And that yeah. one was an automatic in the movie, too. So it was like, oh, dear Lord. Um, this... Yeah, th- this, uh, this motor is derived by, I think, Peugeot,
1: Renault, and Volvo or something like that, PRV, if I'm doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um the uh, the motor only made 130 horsepower and had 153 pounds for the torque. So, I mean, even a Honda S2000 motor would be more fun than this thing,
0: you know? I mean, what were what were they thinking back in the 80s? I mean, you have access to Chevy 350s or small block, you know, Ford. Yeah. There's so many different engines that you could have gotten probably for less money from the mm-hmm. States uh, to put in this thing that would have made it way cooler like a Di Tommaso yeah. or something like that, you know, totally. like a Ventura. Yeah. But, you know, total fail uh, in so yeah. many levels other than the way it looks just stellar yeah one of the best cars of all time
1: a ford or gm small block would have made this car Dynamite. I mean, yeah. it would have been crazy. Yeah. yeah, and then and if DeLorean got hauled off to jail, somebody else would have bought all the tooling for this and then continued to make them,
0: which is yeah. a bummer. That especially, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, wh- where's it sitting at right now? How many bids we got? Where was this J- car again? Where's it sitting? Where is it? J- Where is it? R- not far. This is in Torrance,
1: California. So oh, this okay. Is, it's yeah, it's is, right here. This is a, a seven iron away from the PECLA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's sitting at. Thirty-four thousand six hundred and sixty-six dollars on thirty-four bids, mm. um, and again, that's interesting because the twenty-thousand-mile car we saw that belonged to Carson went for a hundred and twenty-five thousand uh, dollars, which is an amazing price to pay. But this is more reflective of the current market for a DeLorean. This is a nice one, not a lot of stories, and it's a pretty reasonable price. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, JP, I put down that I think this car will continue to climb i wrote down fifty thousand dollars last night it's sitting at 34 bids um with uh almost three hours to go so i'm gonna leave it there i'm gonna i'm gonna say 50 grand it's probably gonna come in a little under but i i think if it uh you know when do you see a nice one like this i mean most of them have more miles they've been driven
0: Here we go. You took my number again. Um, Yeah, I I think that if it were on BAT, maybe a little bit more. This will be an interesting test for cars and bids and Doug DeMuro over there to see how, you know, if his... Auction platform is gonna is gonna find some people that spend more than twenty five thousand dollars on something. I mean, right. you know, there are cars that go for more than that to, uh, on cars and bids, but rarely. Um, yeah. And uh, the really big cars, really special cars, seem to fail. Um, but uh, run of the mill enthusiast cars seem to do pretty well on this on this site. Uh, is there someone with fifty thousand dollars in their pocket uh, on cars and bids ready to spring for this car? I'm gonna say not quite, and go. Wow. 50 I'm sorry 48 I'm going to say it doesn't okay. break 50 um Yeah it should. I mean, it's a five speed and it's got low miles. Uh, you know, if it were an automatic, I think you, I'd be surprised if it even makes 30, which this one's clearly above that. So, right. uh, yeah, I'm going to bet the under because that's a long way to go, even with that much time. So
1: it is. But yeah. Christopher Lloyd signed the glove box. JP. You're that, is that. that is pretty legit. That's, that's,
0: that's got to be worth five grand right oh there. Oh
1: My God. Yeah, I think you're I think you're in big trouble today. All right. So
0: I want to be I, wrong on this one. I want to be wrong. I'd like to see it go I, more
1: i am unashamedly a huge fan of honda's s2000 on bring mm-hmm. a trailer we found a 2002 example with 29,000 original miles uh jp i remember when this car was being announced there is a famous uh clip of a japanese driver doing early testing on an s2000 before the car was launched at the Nürburgring, ring and that guy is flying in the car mm-hmm. on the ring and the footage of this car bouncing off the curbs and coming over and getting like light over some of the jumps at the Nurburgring, the car that the driver is in is a black S 2000 with red interior. So,
0: so they I have call to that admit, a lobster, right?
1: Yeah. I, I have to admit That I always thought that the black with the red was kind of one of the coolest colorways that you never see in the U.S. Uh, So this 2002, if I remember correctly, and my friend Jeff Harley is going to kill me if I get this wrong, I believe 2002 was the first year of it's an ap1 but it's the first year that they moved to a glass rear window in the convertible top the earlier ap1s jp had a plastic window that easily starts to yellow and get you know that sort of hazy uh look to it but the glass was a big upgrade and of course it had a defroster and i think made the cars more livable on a day-to-day basis ap1s have a taller first gear jp they have no traction control a quicker steering ratio and a more rev happy nature because these are just two liters that rev to 9,000 RPMs. AP2s have um, you know uh, more largely spaced gearing. Uh, they have a slower rack. Um, they have a traction control system and they employ a 2.2 liter that only go to. 8000 rpm. So the AP1s I think down the road although the AP2 is the car you'd want to live with if you're going to drive the car on a regular basis, I think the AP1s are destined to be the better collector car moving forward. And this one with just 29,000 miles out of Charleston, South Carolina looks to be in that quality condition. It looks fantastic from the images uh shown here. No stories, really nice unusual colorway, a beautiful AP1 sitting at $22,000. Um, which is right around the price you would expect somebody to pay for one with maybe a few more miles on it. So this car has got some room to go. What do you think?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, one of the best cars of all time. It's amazing that, you know, between this car and a Miata, which uh, on paper, so many things are the same here. And you look at, I mean, Miatas Miatas are great cars. You cannot knock a Miata. But they have so many things wrong with them from a, there's something that's difficult to love about a Miata if you're, You know, if you're a dude, if you're a car guy, uh, a Miata is a great car functionally, but it's just no one looks at a Miata and goes, I really want that. Everyone looks at a Miata and goes, man, this thing's going to be fun no matter what. It's just they never, ever, ever ever looked tough enough for a no. guy to feel comfortable driving one of those around. Whereas They're, something about the S 2000, man, right out of the gate, their first boom, it's like, yeah, any, I, I would drive this car and not I, I, even as a guy, my age, you know, uh, it, it really is a young guy's car. It's a 20 something year old guy's car, but I, I wouldn't be embarrassed to drive one of these. In fact, I would totally rock it. And especially one this color. Oh man, this thing is unbelievably beautiful.
1: Miatas feel like an S2000 without the VTEC. Uh, They have, you know, it's, they're super efficient packaging. Um, The car is wrapped around the driver in the cockpit. There's no waste of space, Um, but Miatas don't go anywhere. They don't have any speed, whereas these cars are two liter 240 horsepower, 9,000 RPM, normally aspirated. The VTEC kicks in, and it feels like it's turbocharged. These cars are a blast to drive, and the shifter in these cars, JP, I'm telling you, you can shift it with your wrist. You just yeah. click, 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 and you're yeah. in all of the gears. It's just a spectacular drive. The motors are hand built, uh, and the cars handle like they're on rails. So they're unreal. I,
0: I, you know, the the from. Forget the power forget, you know, I mean, yes, I know they shift where I know they handle great. I know they do all those things way better than a Miata. I mean, they were more expensive than me I wouldn't space it, but (laughs) it's still even, you know, if you build a Miata, you can get it to be as fast as one of these. You just, you, there is no lust when you look at any generation of Miata. I, right. there's no Miata that. I want, yes, I would like to have one as a track car that I d- wouldn't care about if I wrecked it. Um, right. but I would not want to be seen on the street in one. I mean, if I was a 20 year old <laughs> kid, awesome, do it, but I'm not, I can't, you and I would look so stupid in me everyone would be like, <laughs> eh. but if you or I were driving around this car, everyone would be like, wow, that's really nice. It's yeah. so I just, yeah, from a sheer aesthetic point of view alone, uh, the S 2000 is Far superior. Uh twenty twenty-two thousand dollars, just over that, uh, with an hour and a half to go. Where do you think this thing's gonna land? so i jp
1: just a couple more things this car mm-hmm. looks like it's been lovingly cared for by its owner it has bridgestone so2 tires which were the original tire that came on the car now not the original set of tires These right. were the, go, 2015. but the fact that somebody sourced out those tires that's attention to detail that only somebody who really cared about the car would bother to do something like jeff harley would do for his s2000 mm-hmm. um uh so 12 bids is not a lot of action but i say that this is a really nice car that has a cult following and as such i think it's going to bring thirty thousand dollars
0: yeah i think that's probably this is tough because I mean you see him go under thirty all the time with low miles right. and stuff like that, but uh, but with this color combination that is Ooh, yeah. yeah that is tough. I'm Ooh, gonna I'm lot. gonna I'm gonna bet the under because uh-huh. it's winter. Uh, gonna, if it were if it were spring, I think uh, this car brings ten percent, fifteen percent more money that's going to bring today. So you said thirty, I'm going twenty eight.
1: Yeah, I'd say you know what, JP. That's a really good point. Very good take, and that might be the case. Um, awesome road trip
0: that? back to someplace warm, though. If you're in California, you want one of these. Yeah, fly out a, to North Carolina and have a great drive.
1: Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, oh, South Carolina. Yeah, southern home to the West Coast, and that would be an amazing road trip. So there go, you go. Go down
0: to uh, Texas, hit South Padre Island for a week or something like that, <laughs> and just chill, oh, yeah. man. Well, I in South
1: Padre Island, Texas, the restaurants are open, the bars are going, the live bands are playing, and the crowds are gathering. So get mm. your uh, yeah, get your oh, drink man. on in Texas right now. Oh, they God. are open yeah. for business.
0: Go down to Bradsville, right. pick up some CDs. Anybody that knows me and ask me about that, but uh,
1: story. All right, JP. also on Bring a Trailer, we found another freaking gem. They were out special of Sam.
0: import CDs.
1: Sorry. Uh huh. A very, very rare to find it in this condition. Out of San Mateo, California is a 1987 Volkswagen Golf GTI 16 valve. Uh, This is a no-reserve auction. This car, ladies and gentlemen, this car is going to sell with about four hours to go. It's at a whopping $15,000, but I defy you to find another 16,000-mile example as clean as our car here. Uh, in silver with the multicolored velour interior and vinyl shoulders, manual transmission. I think, JP, did they call those the teardrop wheels? Is that the right name? That is discs? correct, sir. Yeah, teardrop wheels. Uh, 16 valves actually rev and uh, and make a little bit of horsepower. JP, isn't it like 125, 130 horsepower? No, nah, it's like torque?
0: 117, I want to say. But it's under, a, it's under, a, yeah, it's, what's that? Is it 123.
1: 123 and 120 of Tour when new, which is pretty mm. cool. And look, don't let them, don't read the numbers. The car is out of its own way. These are fun to drive. Um, enough so that uh, as you kind of pumping all that power through the front. Uh, front wheel drive system that steering wheel and you are in a wrestling match if you're turning while you're trying to (laughs) go fast Uh, these cars are a handful to drive and a blast while doing so i've always been a huge fan the mark ii is my favorite generation of the car and uh, i don't know that an eight valve even though my partner jp always recommends that they are fantastic quality cars i'm a horsepower geek and i think i would have to have a 16 valve jp tell me while i'm wrong this is a really cool car i i think it's worth all the money
0: not knocking sixteen valves at all. I mean, they're fantastic. Um, look, a sixteen valve version of this is, is has enough power to have a great time, and you know, at at the time, it was a lot of power. Um, but the eight valves have a little bit more torque, and you can build them much more easily. The sixteen valves are a little bit difficult to get more power out of. I, I wow. you know, honestly, who cares? I mean, this car, the yeah. way it is, is. Is so clean. I mean, I'm just looking at this and I'm just having flashbacks. I mean, I had one of these, I had buddies that had these. I mean, we were Volkswagen nuts and, uh, this car is just, I can smell this car. I mean, there, there is a distinct Volkswagen, uh, aroma that goes with those, (laughs) uh, with those velour seats. Uh, and those stripes even have a specific smell. Um, that steering wheel, uh, the, the silver dollar steering wheel. Um, I mean, there's just so many, oh god and the the red pinstriping i mean i can't believe right. I look at the dash look at the door cards oh, the 16 so valve awesome. badges there even even the boot doesn't look like it's all beat up usually i mean they look most of them looked all beat up back in the 80s so the fact that this one isn't is just unbelievable the stupid JP, switches huh? yeah
1: six 16, miles i mean this jp if you had this car you'd put sixteen thousand miles on it in one year
0: yeah yeah i mean look up if, if you're out there on the internet and you don't know these cars just look up uh Volkswagen Mark II three wheels. Um, there's yeah. a million pictures on the internet. When these things go around the corner, uh, yeah. <laughs> one wheel lifts the the opposite camber wheel is always off the ground when they're going around the corners. But they don't roll over; they stick. It's just amazing. That's just a character trait. But yeah, torque steer like a some bitch. But um, you're just gonna have so, a good time in this car. Wow, I'm just shocked JP, how clean this thing is. Yeah, JP, I have a question now.
1: Uh, I thought. Uh, I'm really studying this car and I'm not a massive fan. I've always been a fan from the side. I thought all these like 16 valves had uh, four round headlights. What is it about this 87 that has the square headlights? Is that uh, does that mean it's an unusual car, or was that what they were in '87 and then they switched later to the round headlights? Can you explain to the audience what the round headlights, is the headlights came with
0: the big bumpers uh, when they did the when they when they did the uh, upgrade, kind of the facelift in '90? Uh, yeah, it may have been '89, '90, something like that. Um, some so, of the earlier ones, now, yeah, they all had square headlights. I'm trying to think the the rabbits and the GTIs had square headlights until they went to the uh-huh. bigger bumper. So if God. you So these are, these are considered, they're kind of like BMW has what they call diving board bumpers on the E30s, um, you know, of the era, you can see that, you know, these bumpers kind of stick out. Whereas the later ones, they put a bumper that was kind of rounded, covers the whole back end, kind of like the nine, six, four change from the impact bumper to the uh, newer style bumper, but was still essentially the same, uh, you know, chassis (laughs) underneath, um, So, yeah, uh, man, I'm just, golly, I'm just geeking out over this car. I I would totally be interested in buying it, but it's just way too expensive. It's as awesome as it is, and as great to see a low-mile one, and as much (laughs) as I think that, yeah, you know what, it's worth uh, these crazy numbers, Um, I just can't, I could never bring myself, you know, that. That's how much they were new. I, I don't think I could ever bring myself to spend $20,000 on one of these. Um, I would wow. way rather have uh, a, a facelift one, like a 90, 91, 92. I, um, and then, I, oh, by the way, they some of them had four headlights. Some of them had two uh, right. when they went to the round one, so.
1: Yeah. I love the four headlight design mm-hmm. because the outboard lights are big and the inboard lights yeah. are a smaller diameter. And I just think they are, it's one of the prettiest front ends Volkswagens have ever made. And I, yeah. I love those cars. Uh, the Jetta GLI and the, the GTIs from these Mark II generation of cars. Uh, so this is a really cool early one. Aesthetically, the square headlights don't do it for me as much. I would probably like you hold out for even a higher Easy conversion. version. conversion easy easy conversion oh well then the hell with it then uh, i should be all over this car i might go down and see him today it's in san mateo it's about 25 minutes from here go get it yeah all right jp so i thought this car might bring eighteen thousand dollars i i'm gonna put a thousand dollars on i'm gonna go nineteen thousand is my bid and i'm gonna stand there i think it sells for no resurrection it's gonna sell so i think there's gonna be a rally for this car wouldn't surprise me if it brought more GLI that we saw brought 18 grand. This car is arguably in nicer condition because it wasn't restored. It's just been preserved. So no. I think, you know, it could break 20 for all I know, but I'm going to say 19 grand and sit there.
0: I mean, uh, uh, you know, the, the two-door, a GTI is way more uh, desirable than a Jetta. So um, yeah, I'm shocked that it's so few bids, uh, but I think people know that this thing's probably going to bring some big money. Uh, I'm going to say 20 and say there could be sky on this thing. I mean. It could, yeah. There could. I mean, this car the, could break 24 thing- grand. Yeah, if it, and it did, I'd be like, man, okay, that's it's it's time, it's time for that yeah. to happen because you're right. I mean, you're not finding another one of these.
1: No, not like that. <sighs> hopefully, right. hopefully, JP, the bring a trailer. Uh, here we go. Minutia mm-hmm. is that if this car breaks twenty thousand dollars, we can expect a lot of Mark II Volkswagen products to hit the market over the next couple months, and that'd be really fun. We'd be the we'd be the better for it. So there yep. you go. Yep. All right. JP, a car I know nothing about. This Mm. 1988. Pontiac Fiero GT. Uh so the Fiero came in three different models, the GT presumably by the uh which is Grand Touring should be the sportiest of the three, but I do not know what that uh includes when you when you upgrade to a GT trim level on your 1988 Pontiac Fiero. I also <laughs> want the audience to know, I don't care cuz I never like these cars. <laughs> this one is in very nice condition with just 32,000 miles, 32,000 original miles. Um, offered to us JP out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, the consigner purchased the car out of on bring a trailer in August of, uh, 2020. So it's just a few months ago and he paid $18,250 for the car. Whoa. the car is sitting at eleven thousand dollars on nine bids. JP, I'm not Miss Chloe. I don't have a crystal ball, but I am willing to bet that he's not getting his money out of this car. So, where did they set the reserve? And is this guy about to lose uh, two or three thousand bucks? Talk to me. What do you think?
0: How, how many miles are we talking on this thing?
1: Thirty-two thousand original miles, and he bought it in August for eighteen thousand two hundred fifty bucks. It's at ten thousand seven hundred fifty dollars right now on nine bids. Or 8-bits, something like
0: that. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, we could, Let's see. I mean, look, these cars... Uh, look, Fieros suck. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They're Pontiacs. <laughs> they fall apart. They're absolute hunks of shit. Most of them... Uh, I dropped an S-bomb. Uh, most of them yeah. have the crappy little four-cylinder. Most of them have the notch back. Uh, this is the, actually the the, the... the the Has the speed back with the coupe. And I'm, I think that's a factory wing, too. And the nose yep, and everything. Yep. I mean, this... And the wheels. Yeah, as nice a Fiero as you can possibly find they're actually i mean in this look the the v6 in this thing we're not talking about anything that's crazy but it's actually kind of fun man it's a little torquey it's got a four speed um i mean look again i'm not advocating going out and buying a fiero if you could buy one of these for four or five grand something like this hell yeah but boy at this number look most of them because they were cheap for so darn long um most of them got converted to kit cars i mean this is the car that everybody put a fake Kuntage on or a fake 355 excuse me or whatever um yeah yeah i mean these are man yeah i I think you'd be surprised how much you'd like this car uh until like you went to get out of it and the door handle came off when you're trying to get out or jp uh,
1: yeah before i spent a dime on one of those i mm -hmm. would buy I would buy three Toyota MR2 turbos before I buy a single <laughs> Pontiac Ferrari. I guarantee you, yeah. I would become a, I'd become an MR2 fan overnight instead yeah. of buying this effing Fiero. There's no way I would ever do it. Paul Jarrett, our uh, favorite general sales manager at God Porsche in Las Vegas, Nevada, has said vehemently, mm-hmm. because I think he's just a product of the era, mm-hmm. that the Pontiac Fiero is one of, if not his actual all-time favorite car, uh, <laughs> which cr- cracks me up to no end. Um, I just I I never did I never bought the uh, I never drank the Kool-Aid not my jam I don't think this car is ever gonna uh, get this guy his money back as such JP I'm gonna say $16,000 and this guy's in a world of hurt
0: Mm, that is a tough bet where do we go from here it's sitting at what now
1: uh let me read it to you. It is at 11,000 11, with an hour 11, to go on 9 bids. So I'm guessing <sighs> it's going to bring $5,000 more and this guy's going to lose 2,500 bucks on the process yeah. or
0: more. All right. All right. I'm going to grand more than you. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to say it's going to make it. I'm going to say it's going to make This is a there are Listen, people that like Fieros out there and uh There are and this is the nicest. This is as nice or nicer than right. that uh, yeah. GTI that we just looked at. But so, but
1: you're making you're making my argument for me. There are people that like Fierros out there, and he's the guy. He yeah. spent eighteen thousand dollars on this car five months ago, and and your bet at a seventeen thousand means he's going to lose fifteen hundred bucks. So, uh, I'm know, just I'm yours. just
0: staying tight. I I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if this thing makes twenty. I, oh, I really wouldn't. Yeah, I would, mean, I would yeah. definitely would. All right. All right, man.
1: We'll see. All right. All right. Our last car of the day, JP, there's a lot of data that comes with this car Mm. um, because this is, and again, I'm not a 356 guy. You and I are both Porsche heads, but our our love for the cars really starts uh, with the 911. So the 356 is before my time. This is a kit car, JP. It is a Porsche 356 Pre-A Continental Coupe replica by Vintage Motor Cars in California. And it sits, John, on a 1961 Volkswagen chassis employing that generation's flat four, I think it's like 1500 CCs. Um, so not a lot of power, but a ton of eyeball. If this were a real, and that's not even the right Continental emblem, by the way. Mm. If this were a real Continental, um, it would be in a, in a complete fixer in need of a restoration. They would bring 150 thousand dollars, and if the car was spectacular. And say a Continental convertible, uh, they can bring as much as three hundred seventy-five, almost four hundred thousand dollars. So your average Continental brings over two hundred grand, close to three hundred thousand dollars. So the interesting thing is this: when Porsche was starting to import the 356 to the United States, they made a top-of-the-line model called the Continental. And when that car landed on our shores, Ford already owned Lincoln, and Ford filed a lawsuit to porsche saying we own the lincoln brand and lincoln has a model called the continental that is for sale in the united states you cannot use the name so porsche dropped the continental name after something like 80 or 120 continentals had been built and brought to the united states so the continental winds up being in the footnotes of porsche's history one of the rarest models that porsche brought to market uh, but as such, the original Continentals were top line cars. They had all the bells and whistles. The thing that's interesting about our kit car is it's showing the sports seats that would have come in either a Carrera GT or a Speedster. I don't think these sporty, less comfortable half shell seats would have been in a Continental because the Continental was meant to be a top of the line with all the luxury amenities. So this guy's interpretation of a Continental replica. I take issue with, but again, I could be wrong about the seats in a, in a real continental. Um, and this might be a faithful execution. I could be off, but, uh, there you go. A continental replica by vintage motor cars of California. What do you think JP?
0: Yeah, I look this, sorry guys, I'm doing some technical stuff here. Um, this car, I think most of the, most of the stuff is pretty period correct. I mean, you're right. I don't think those seats wind up coming with this car. Uh, at the time but i mean they are seats that would have been around a, for the era a Porsche. Yeah, yeah i mean certainly would have been in a speedster or whatever it's interesting that yeah. they're heated i mean that obviously was something that definitely oh, yeah. did not you know and that's got modern heated switch buttons but there's some details yep. here that are really really good i mean the the steering column is not a Volkswagen steering column i mean that's usually mm. one of the really obvious tells the big plastic right. piece underneath you know where so the steering column steering wheel the 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 parking brake on on the left, you know, a lot of times you see like a Volkswagen would have the parking brake in the middle, um, uh-huh. and uh, that's usually like an immediate tell. Look into a three fifty six if it has a parking brake right down here in the in the center tunnel, it's a Volkswagen. Um, this one, you know, the steering wheel, the door handles, uh, the way the sill down here is kind of connecting. A lot of times in the Volkswagens, they have like a big kind of header on here. Uh, Yep. Look, look, the thing is, the the thing about this car is that it's a coupe. I mean, you see a ton of speedster replicas everywhere, right? There's right. gajillions of right. them, but it's it, you just never see a coupe replica. So, you know, I mean, the thing is, I. I as, as someone who has owned a speedster replica, I never tried to pass it off as a real one. I never, you know, who cares? Uh, everyone knows that it's a, it's kind of, most people assume that it's a replica because real ones are just so rare. Uh, something like this. I think most people are going to assume it's a real one. It's going to take, uh, someone with a really good eye to be able to tell one way or the other. I would not put the continental badge on it. Uh, I'm with you. I would, I would yeah. just remove that and just,
1: well, and I don't think he used the right one. The continental script is very distinctive and this, mm-hmm. the, the, the handwriting that the cursive script continental badge that he has on this car i i i'm telling you jp i'd bet you a buffalo nickel that that's not the faithful execution to the way porsche did it so it's really interesting um the, it is interesting too i forgot to mention that this car has heated seats and power windows um they definitely slipped a few modern amenities into the car and uh and this build only has 2800 miles on it since it was originally uh, made for its first customer
0: it sure is pretty though. I mean, this oh, is yeah. a beautiful car. I mean, the engine yeah. probably would have been better if it were, you know, if you're going through the trouble, hop it up, put a, put a two liter in there. Or 1.9. Absolutely, That's all, you know, right? I don't know so, why yeah. they stuck with a 15 or 1600. Um, I mean, it is a dual carb, though, so it might have a little extra poop. Look, I don't know. I, this car is, probably, is super light because it's, it's made of fiberglass, so it's not going to have any right. trouble getting out of its own way. You're not going to be winning any races. I, you know, no, How well no, does no. it handle? I don't know. You can make these handle pretty remarkably well. I mean, it's a Volkswagen yeah. chassis. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes because you just don't see right. uh, replica coupes very often. So yeah. what so, you got so a I, sense of where it's going to go?
1: out of hawaiian gardens california uh on a california black bait which would have been correct to the period Mm -hmm. um with just 2800 miles on it it's really interesting like i said real continentals bring real collector money but Mm -hmm. this thing and I, I JP, I misrepresented it. It does have an eighteen hundred CC flat. Okay, floor. okay, I, this thing probably rips. Yeah, I yeah. apologize for saying fifteen hundred CCs. Fifteen hundred CCs was the motor that came in a real Continental. Um, But anyways, at forty five thousand dollars on seventeen bids, I think this car is easily going to bring another ten grand or more. So I'm going to say fifty five thousand dollars, and it sells.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean it can't get much more than that because you know just a, a week ago or two we saw you know a genuine 356 coupe now it wasn't a continental it was the later one and stuff like that yeah. but a real one, a real driver went for 80. you know you can get real 356 real 356 coupes for this kind of money. Um, yeah. They're out there you know they might be in a but which would you rather if you're gonna spend 50 40 50 60, 70 thousand dollars on a 356 um, yeah. Would you rather have a real one that need, that has patina and needs, you know, restoration, but is a driver, or would you rather have this unbelievably beautifully, perfectly done replica? You know, real I'd, question.
1: I'd probably, I'd probably have the the real Porsche.
0: I mean, of course if, you and, would. And, Who wouldn't? And, 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 I mean, and what and are it's we all, doing? It's,
1: And it's all beat up. And you and I, I mean, the way we, the way we, you know, like to mess with our cars, I think we can make a three fifty six really cool. I'd drop the bumpers off a three fifty six and get some wheels, and it'd be cool. Come on, yeah, right.
0: I mean, just there's, there's just no question about it. So the fact that this one could bring fifty five is just like mm, okay. I mean, I think you're right. there, there are those, I mean, man, I was going to name names, but there, look, there's people in town here in Las Vegas that uh, like the pleated shorts uh, and they'll go out <laughs> and spend all the money in the world on 356 replica that has a Subaru engine in it and has the yeah, power man. windows and the air conditioning and all that kind of stuff. Stop you know and they'll sit there and they'll turn their nose up at a you know at a at one that has a volkswagen engine and just like yeah no get out of here um so that there is a crowd for this and you know it's a there's a certain segment of the pca crowd that would rather have this than a real one oddly enough um yeah so you're at 55 i Gosh, I got to agree with you. I'm going to go over. I think it's going to go a little more. I'll go 57. Yeah. I'll, I'll even give you a, you said 55. I'll go 57 to to make it, yeah. you know, I won't go the dollar over. I'll give it a spread, but I, yeah. I can't yeah. get 60, can it? Can yeah, it?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it could just because, like you said, first of all, most of the replicas aren't uh, coops. Um, and, and this one, uh, has modern amenities to boot. So I, it could bring 60. I'm sure this build was pretty
0: expensive. Yeah. You know, that's what I want to know is how much was it to build this?
1: Oh man. I mean, how do you build
0: something for less than that? Watch
1: JP, correct me if I'm wrong, but once you get over a hundred thousand dollars for a build on one of these things, wouldn't you rather have a runge,
0: uh, oh yeah, was it Roongi, Runge? Yeah, Rungi,
1: yeah. I'd much rather at 150. I I'd, I I'd just I talk myself into buying one of those. Can you get one of those
0: at that number anymore? Is I I feel I know, like those have I like know. skyrocketed, but I don't know. They I don't know. They, they were they not should. that long ago. Yeah,
1: they they should. I remember you right, could get those point,
0: for 25 grand. Yeah. Oh my God, we should mm. bought
1: one. They're, they're so cool. And yeah, the F zero zero
0: one or whatever it was was. I remember yeah. that's how I learned about Rungi. Uh It was on eBay or something like that, for, and it was like oh, 19 man. grand and it made it up to 25 I was like oh my god look at the thing anyways whole other yeah. story guys that is bid nerds for the day thank you guys for watching uh, you're a car nerd you're a auction nerd uh, you have found your people we are the bid nerds be a third nerd get on the uh, get yep. on our uh, YouTube channel and give us some comments let us know if you think we're complete idiots or if you think we're right on tell us what you think your bids on the cars would be or should be um, and uh, you know look, look, play along this is a fun game to play and and keep track with us as we uh, look at the most interesting cars and cars and bids and bring a trailer every day at the 9 o'clock hour-ish. Thanks for joining us. Hit subscribe, like, share. Let everybody know that this channel exists. We're looking for our people and we're finding them every day and we really appreciate you guys. Thanks for watching. Be here tomorrow at about the same time for another episode and the final episode of the week of Bid Nerds. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Michael.